Are you a coach with a tiny audience? Hey, me too! My name is Ina Coveney and I'm a business coach and six-figure entrepreneur and I have an unusual story. I built a six-figure business without ever cracking 1,000 followers on any of my platforms. It's true and I know that you can do it too and in this special episode of the Global Phenomenon Podcast, I'm going to share with you three important lessons I learned on the way to six figures with a tiny audience so that you can start monetizing it too. And to be completely transparent, <laughs> you are listening to a preview episode. What does that mean? The last episode we released was a few months ago with the conclusion of season one of the podcast. And season two is about to start up again this coming Monday. So I'm giving you a really juicy lesson today to get your attention so that I can give you a few more announcements. So keep listening. Pat Flynn, Laura Belgray, Lisa Johnson, John Lee Dumas. These are just some of the star guests and millionaire coaches I have interviewed. They were in season one and they're ready for you to go and binge on right now. Season two of the Global Phenomenon podcast is back stronger than ever. Every Monday, I bring you a deeply personal interview with your favorite successful coaches. And on Thursdays, check this out, I break down the lessons and give you the specific action steps that you can start taking even if you don't have it all figured out yet. It's like a class on running a coaching business every single week. So make sure to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss your weekly dose of inspiration and practical action steps from your favorite coaches. Let's do this. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose, to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Before we get started, there are a few people I'd like to introduce you to. First, I'd like you to meet my podcasting coach, Kevin Schmidlin. He's the host of the Grow The Show podcast. I have learned so much about growing and engaging with an audience from his premium program, Grow The Show, very aptly named, where he basically teaches you an MBA on monetizing a podcast. If you're interested in a personal invitation to learn more about his program, just go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash grow the show. No spaces, no periods, no dashes, all one word. And tell Kevin about your show or show idea and you'll get a personal introduction from me. Here's that link again, theglobalphenomenon.com slash grow the show. I'd also like you to meet a fellow podcaster I met through Kevin's program. Her name is Jessica Lorian, and she's the host of the Mamas in Training podcast. Her podcast is going the distance, and if you're a mom, you'll want to hear what she has to say. Here's a quick preview of her podcast. Do you want to put good things out into the world, don't you, that, that encourage other people? 
and it's easy to get caught up on the aloneness of it and look at yourself and that's, that's a terrible journey to go on you <laughs> to it's a spiral downwards so it's good to keep keep making decisions to pour out something of yourself to um to bless others and you know in doing so you end up getting blessed yourself so welcome to mama's in training a podcast that gives new moms guidance and community from moms who have been there. I'm Jessica Lorian, a mama in training myself, here to learn right alongside you all about this beautiful thing called motherhood. In each episode, I'll chat with mamas who are looking to share with you what they wish they'd known. We'll cover things like postpartum prep, feeding, communicating with your partner and sex post-baby, Some topics that you might not have thought of, like how music can help build the bond with your baby, healing your pelvic floor, and what if you don't fall in love with your baby right away? We'll cover all this and so, so much more. Personally, I can't wait to become a mom one day, but my journey is currently on pause while I navigate through some medical hurdles. In the meantime, it's my goal to learn all about motherhood before I actually am one. We study everything else, right? So why not study motherhood? I think this motherhood thing is just the most powerful thing in the world, and I am constantly in awe when I meet a new mom. There is not a one-size-fits-all to this. And no matter how many blog posts you read, no matter how many doctors you talk to, like you're gonna have a different story than than the next mama and it's okay. Like there's not one right or one wrong way of doing it. So if you're pregnant, are hoping to be pregnant one day, are adopting and welcoming a child into your life, or you're a new mom, I invite you to join me as we listen and learn from these remarkable mamas. Go ahead and subscribe. And if you're looking for a cozy community, Join me at Mamas in Training on Facebook. Stay tuned. We're in this together. If you're a mom, you will want to follow that podcast because I was interviewed on that podcast and I talked about the challenges of being a business owner and being a mom and I give you amazing tips so that you don't lose yourself. All right, so that should be going live very, very soon. Just subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss it. So, Now that you've learned how I actually make this podcast work with Kevin's instruction and with amazing connections like Jessica, it's time to teach you what you can start doing right now to grow your business, even when you have a tiny audience. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Super happy to be here today. I'm going to share with you the three lessons that I got to learn the hard way when I was starting my business, but these are the lessons that got me to six figures with fewer than a thousand followers on any of my social media platforms. I didn't even have a thousand followers or a thousand subscribers on my mailing list. Nowhere. The first time I ever hit a thousand followers anywhere was on my Instagram account this year. And this is like three and a half years after I started. And it had nothing to do with my ability to get clients or my ability to make money, my ability to grow my business. So I If there is one message that I have for the entire world, for all of you coaches out there, is that you do not need a large audience 
to monetize, I interviewed Shamika Tankerson for this podcast. And she had, at the time that I interviewed her, she had already made you know, a million dollars for the year. And she only had like 1600 followers. You guys, the number of followers you have, and I know you know this consciously at a rational level, the number of followers you have had nothing to do with how much money you can make in your business. And that's what I'm hoping these lessons are going to help you get to the bottom of, okay? So please write this down, okay? Write this down, get a pen and paper and write this down and look at this every day because it's going to take time to break your brain out of I need to grow my audience mode okay and actually I'm just going to get started with point number one because that's I feel like I already started talking about it which is stop trying to grow your audience Okay, I have actually taught whole masterclasses that that's their name. Their name is Stop Growing Your Audience. Now, why am I saying that? Am I saying that growing your, your audience is bad? Am I saying that 10,000 followers are meaningless? Am I saying that 10,000 followers is not good? <laughs> right? Am I saying like that's not what you should be striving for? What am I saying? Am I really saying stop growing? Not really. There's a little caveat with this stop growing your account a piece of advice lesson. And that is that if you are a coach and you are not making recurring revenue from your existing network, from your existing followers, if you get new followers every week, but you don't know how to turn those followers into leads, and those leads into clients, then it doesn't matter if you just got five new followers or 500 or 5,000. You are wasting the audience that you have in front of you. Why would I give you more followers if you're not even monetizing the ones that you have? It's just, it's common sense, right? It's as if, you know, your kid was asking you for, um, I don't know, for 10 bucks, right? And they took the money and they put it under their, under their mattress, right? And they came back next week and they asked you for more, right? You're like, but you're not doing anything with that money. You're not investing it. You're not making it give you joy. You're not like, what are you going to do with more money? right? What are you going to do with more followers if it's not giving back to you? If your followers is just basically a number. If you're looking to be popular, great. But if you're not, if you're looking to grow a business, if you're looking to grow your income, then growing your audience should not be a goal. It's not a goal in itself, right? The goal is what you really want to do with that big audience. You're thinking a bigger audience is going to give me more clients, more clients means more money, it means I can quit my job, it means that I can buy the things that I want to buy, it means that my family won't have to struggle, it means that I'm gonna have more freedom, it means that I don't have to go and respond to this idiot of a boss every day. That's your goal, a better life, an enlightened life, a lighter load, uh, less pressure, right, less stress, right? That's what clients means. It means more money. It means less stress. More followers doesn't do that for you unless you have learned how to turn them into clients. Now, I will do a shameless plug in here 
that this is the whole reason my program exists. My program is called Get Clients First for a reason. Because I know that everybody else out there, all the big accounts are out there, are helping you to grow your audience. When I'm here saying like, okay, good luck spending the next eight months trying to grow your audience and still not making a penny and still not getting clients. I don't think that's what you want. But I have legit talked to people in my audience who are on that boat, who are in that situation where they've been following the advice of every guru and they're still not getting clients. And they're asking me, but how do I do this? I'm like, that's what this framework is. That's what Get Clients First helps you do. I divided the process in three very simple stages. All right, stage one, two, and three. And guess what? Audience growth is stage three. If you're not ready for that audience growth, you need to start working from the beginning of your offer. Who needs it? Why do they need it? Why are they going to get it from you? What makes you better qualified than anybody else to give it to them and start to give it to them, start helping people. If you feel like you're spending all your time marketing yourself, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in this world, right? You're not helping anyone. So my lesson that I learned the hard way was to stop trying to grow my audience. And I'm going to tell you like how that came about for me when I first started my business. I knew, like I, I, I thought I knew, I was telling myself, I don't really want to, I don't really want clients. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. I just want to be super popular and sell an online course and then reap the passive income out of it. That's what I want, right? That was me the first like eight months of my business. And what did I do? I Because I'm, I'm greedy, right? Because I am, I have grit and determination and I'm resourceful and I'm an executioner. Is that, is that a thing? They just call myself somebody who kills people. Um, because I execute on my ideas. I actually created an online course. I sold all of four copies, all discounted and never talked about it again. Okay, so did that help, <laughs> right? Having that mentality of wanting to take the easy way out of saying, I'm just going to show up on social media, be super famous, and then the money will appear. No, what helped was when someone very, very wisely told me, you need to start helping people and you need to start discovering what is it that you're really good at that people would pay for. I just saw actually a quote from someone, I believe it was Lauren Messiah. I saw a quote on her account that said, a brain worth picking is a brain worth paying. So what would people pick your brain about? Those are the people that would be paying you for what you know. But how do you know if you're not going out there and serving? So I wish I had gotten this much faster because I spent six months with a business coach where she kept telling me, maybe you should be helping people. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to create my online course. I'm already halfway through. It's going to be done soon. It's going to be great. Help me launch it. <laughs> right? So I was doing that all wrong. And I probably wasted an entire year because I didn't have this clarity that growing my account, that trying to chase the followers, that trying to go for the low hanging fruit was not going to work that needed actually to go out and help people. So lesson number one, if you don't have clients yet, open your eyes. 
you already have a good following of people who are paying attention to what you're doing. In fact, you already have a network of people who know, like, and trust you already. And chances are there is someone who's watching you right now who's just waiting for you to make that first offer, who just wants to know how you can help them so that they can jump out of the woods and say, I heard you're live about this. I think you're right. I think I need help. Can you help me? That's how I got my first client. It was somebody that I hadn't spoken to in like 15 years. We met when we both started in the same company at the same time. And she came out of the woodwork and said, I've seen the things that you've been doing and I think I need some help. And she was my first client. So stop worrying about the growth. The growth does not translate into clients. You translate your followers into clients. Okay. Here is lesson number two. Engagement. So we all think of engagement as something that we wait for, right? Engagement is a metric on Instagram and on Facebook and on social media where after you post, you kind of sit back and wait and see if somebody liked, commented, reacted in any way, interacted with the post in any way. Those are the things that we think measure engagement just because Instagram has decided to give it that name just because the industry has decided to give it that name. But when I talk about engagement, I don't mean the number of likes you had. The lesson that I want you to learn is that engagement is not something you wait for. Engagement is something you make happen. How can I get you to wrap your head around that? Wrap your head around the fact that engagement is what's going to get you clients and it's not something that is out of your control. So what should you be doing, right? If you posted, now it's out of your hands, right? Now it's time to just let the algorithm do its thing and then you just wait for likes and comments. No, that's not what you do. What you gotta do, number one, is realize that it's time to stop waiting for it and it's time to go after it. So identify specific accounts that are related to yours, either because they do the same thing as you, right? They speak to the same audience or they are a whole bunch of accounts that match your ideal client avatar, your ICA. Okay, and you go and you interact with them and you interact with them genuinely. You don't delegate this task to your VA. You don't go and purchase a service from somebody who's telling you, no, we, we grow your audience really organically. We, um, we go into accounts and put really thoughtful, um, you know, really thoughtful comments in there. It's going to help you grow. Like, no, don't buy into that. Um, get grow, grow fast mentality into that. Let's purchase followers mentality. That's not going to do it for you. I have interviewed several people who are doing really well right now who will tell you this is one thing I did that I shouldn't have done because it didn't matter. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. And it was a waste of getting a whole bunch of people to follow me that had no idea what I did or they didn't even care about me. So you grow at the pace that you need 
to grow. Don't go and purchases, don't go and outsources. What you do is you go and engage like a human being. You go and be yourself. You go and remind yourself every day that you're actually a lovely person that people love to get to know. So you go out there and you interact with people the way that you would if you and I were at a coffee house, <laughs> or a coffee house, if you and I were in a um, cocktail party, right? And I go and I introduce you to a friend of mine. You wouldn't freeze, right? I'd be like, hey, Tiffany, this is Jen. Jen, this is Tiffany. I know Tiffany from this. Jen, I know Jen from this. What would you say to Tiffany if you're Jen? You're the Jen in the situation. What would you say to Tiffany? Hi, it's nice to meet you. So how long have you known Ina for? Oh, how did you guys meet? Right? These are normal conversations that everybody's having online all the time. You wouldn't freeze and be like, I have no idea what to say so that she doesn't think I'm selling her something, right? You couldn't stop and say that, but somehow we say that every day, <laughs> every day that I tell people, go and talk to your followers. The answers are, well, I don't really know what to say. I don't know how to sound salesy. I don't want to seem pushy. I don't want to seem like I'm bothering them. I'm like, pretend I just introduced you to Tiffany at the cocktail party. What would you say? You would be a human being. You would ask normal questions, normal inquisitive questions. Ask them about themselves, right? You just start conversations. This is not a tactic. This is just being human. So my second lesson that I learned was that trying to grow my audience was not going to do it. So relationships had to be cultivated and had to be cultivated in a very genuine way, which means that I had to get in the right rooms. I had to put myself out there. I had to go and join masterminds, to join groups, join organizations, um, attend summits, attend conferences. You guys, some of my best friends I've met at conferences, I started to put myself out there. Even if I'm not going to the conference to speak, I'm going as an attendee, I met people. I ended up hiring some of those people. Some of those people ended up hiring me. Those connections are really, really important and that's how you start to get clients is by creating and developing those networks. So don't go out there and network with people with the, you know, wearing your I'm selling you something hat. Not everybody you meet is going to be your ideal client. Some people you are going to need to hire. Some people are gonna be great collaboration partners. Some people are gonna be great affiliate partners. You don't know. So accept the fact that you don't know this yet and be open to what could happen, okay? So let's talk about the final lesson that I have here. And this gets really practical for you. Remember, this is me making six figures with a tiny audience. And I just had a really important tip for you guys on launching. All right. So if you don't know what a launch is, or if you'd like me to describe it a little more, a launch is basically an open cart, close cart, period. Okay, it's basically you don't take clients all the time. You only take them from this date to this date. And that's the only time that you're going to accept clients. So to get people to understand those dates and to understand what they get by signing up to work with you, you have to do some marketing, right? You can go through a lead generation phase where you're not selling anything necessarily. You're just helping people understand your message, helping people understand that this is possible for them, that they could be making money in their business, that they could be getting their kids to sleep easier, that they could be um, amazing entrepreneurs, even though they have ADHD, right? 
to get your message out there and get them to agree with it. That's kind of like lead generation. It's getting people in your aura. It's getting people around you to be like, hey, she knows what she's talking about, right? I have learned so much from her, right? This is my tip. You can go from that to saying, all right, everybody, it's time to go sign up for my webinar. Come sign up for my webinar. And then you sell your product or your service in your webinar. And then you close the cart and then you're done. But one thing that has worked really well for me in the past, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think I would ever do another launch without this because it was so effective. And that is having a pre-sale period. Okay, so let me tell you what that is. Yeah, I'm going to lean in because this is, this is the juicy part, okay? The pre-sale period is a period of time, I'm going to say maybe like a week before your actual launch countdown begins, right? Before you start inviting people to your webinar. It's a week where you let insiders people who have been connecting with you, people who have been attending your lives, people who have been watching your replays, people who have been uh, commenting on your posts, right? Where you let them in on basically a secret back door into your offer, okay? I was gonna say office. A secret back door into your offer. That period of time is where you go, listen, shh, I'm not saying this publicly, I'm not going to advertise this everywhere, but just so you know, I'm increasing the price of the program when the doors open next week. But for anybody who signs up for the program right now, you're going to get it for this price. Okay. That has been an incredibly effective uh, strategy. So if you're out there and you're selling a group program, right? If you're selling a membership, if you're selling your one-on-one -on -one services, it's really powerful because you get the people who are highly engaged, who are looking for a really good opportunity to join you to say, I can do that, <laughs> right? I'm not going to be able to do this after when you raise your prices, but I can do that now, right? So during that pre-sale period, what you want to do is create a ton of exclusivity, you want to create a ton of hype over being exclusive, over being a member of a tight group of people. Okay. Um, to give you an example, my launch is kind of starting its lead generation uh, phase right now. Right. So when I have my pre-sale phase, I'm going to contact everybody who is in my wait list. Right. And if you're wondering, how do you get into the wait list? If you go to get clientsmembership.com and I'm not currently launching, you're going to see join the waitlist. Those are going to be the insiders. So when I reopen the doors and I start to talk about the, the program, I'm not going to share the things that I only shared with the insiders. The things that I only shared with people who signed up for the waitlist. The people in the waitlist are going to get the best deal if I decide to increase the price, uh, they're going to get the best bonuses because it's it, it, it. I am interested in getting all of these people who are really interested in what I'm doing, who are watching and who are ready for this. I want them to get in first. I want to reward the fact that they're there, the fact that they are, have been supporting me, the fact that uh, they have been thinking about their future already, that they're not waiting around for the last minute, right? I want to reward them. So 
opening a waiting list has been crucial. Again, if you're thinking six figures with a small audience, you really got to start thinking about how do I get those people who are with me right now, who are engaged with me right now to get into an exclusive list where if I decide to raise the price, which by the way, if they were not in the wait list, they would never even know, right? They wouldn't even know that the price was going to be raised, that the price was going to change. But if they're in the wait list, they're in the know. And if they're ready, they'll sign up sooner. I once, direct, I once uh, did a launch where I got like 10 signups for a group program during the pre-sale. And even though I put all of my heart and my blood, sweat and tears and work into that launch, I got zero people sign up in the launch phase because everybody that was ready to sign up to work with me did. And that was an immediate relief because I, I started my launch already knowing that I already had 10 amazing clients who were eager to join me right then. So that, if I were to give you a really practical strategy, is getting that wait list, waiting list going. So if you ever want to be a part of my pre-sale period of my exclusive group, you know where to go. It's probably, if you're watching this like years ahead, you can just go to my Instagram bio and I'm sure it's either going to be open enrollment or it's going to say join the waiting list. You will want to join the waiting list, okay? So you can be doing that too with yours and I'm telling you, the path to your six figures just gets paved in gold. Like that's it. So these were three lessons that I learned the hard way. Number one, to stop focusing on growing my audience, to just start getting clients, to start helping people and start to feel like I'm not just a marketer, to start to feel like I'm a business coach and I'm helping people with their businesses. That's one. Number two, engagement is not something that you post and wait for. Engagement is something you can go and seek out yourself and you better seek it out because that is the basis of your relationships and that is where clients come from. And number three, I wanted to give you a really practical one, which is open a pre-sale period with a special group of people, have a waiting list going and those people are going to get the inside scoop of your launch of everything that you're doing and they're going to get the best price and the best bonuses possible and nobody else will ever know. If you don't join the waiting list, you will never know what the price for the waiting list is. You will never know what bonuses uh, people in there are getting. You'll never know because you're going to be out with everybody else just getting the deadlines when they get them. The pre-sale period is where it's at. Okay, where you build that exclusivity and an eagerness to join your programs. So I did want to make sure that you guys knew that the way, like number two, right? Lesson number two about engagement. That is so huge that that is what I based my entire audience growth strategy about. My Instagram account, right? Is at the moment that I'm recording, this is called your engagement coach. My freebie the one that I'm building my mailing list on, which by the way, you can find at 100postideas.com, is 100 engagement post ideas for coaches. That engagement piece, that engagement piece is so important to getting clients that that's what I built my entire lead generation strategy on. 
is on engagement. So make sure that you have that guide. 100, the number 100, 100postideas.com. Or you can just go to the link in my Instagram bio. It's right there and get it. Make sure that you go and download it now. So over, over here, you guys, on the podcast, I'm actually recording this live on Instagram, and I got a few questions that I would love to answer live in case you guys have the same question. So I'm going to go back to just a comment by Melissa. She says, it's like the same idea that love isn't a noun, it's an action word. You're talking about engagement. It sounds like you're saying that engagement needs to be active, not passive, and also not a destination, right? No, engagement is your strategy. Engagement is your strategy to get clients and it's got to be genuine and authentic because people are smart. Your audience is smart. Your audience deserves respect and they deserve to be treated like a human being, not just a number, not just a potential sale, right? So you go and you be your wonderful self, your, the, the person that, that your spouse loves, the person that your children love, right? That's who you have to be online and you're going to be just fine. So Melissa, you're exactly right. Love isn't a noun, it's an action word. Engagement is not something you wait for, it's something you go and do and seek out. Thank you so much for that reframe, M Melissa. Anna says, is it considered a launch of a program of one-on-one -on -one life coaching? Absolutely. Um, if you heard my description of what a launch is, I didn't say what kind of product or service you're selling. I only said it's a period of open cart and closed cart. You can definitely do launches for your one-on-one. -on -one. In fact, I used to do this when I did one-on-one -on -one two years ago. I used to have a launch period. It wasn't all just like, hey, let's just get on random sales calls. And in fact, that's how I ended up creating my group program because I found myself booked up with like seven one-on-one -on -one clients. And at the time, I was doing all of my client meetings on Thursdays. So I would be on client calls from seven in the morning talking to someone in Turkey to 9 p.m. talking to somebody in Australia, right? I would be blocked solid all day long on client calls. And because everybody joined at the same time, because I had a launch, I found myself teaching the same thing over and over and over again. And that's when I started to think, okay, I need to scale this a little bit more. And I started to record videos and then I turned it into a group program. So absolutely, you can do launches for one-on-one -on -one big time. And by the way, because you don't have unlimited time in your hands to serve a hundred clients. I mean, you'd be so lucky to get a hundred people interested in your one-on-one. -on -one. You can cap it and that adds to the exclusivity of the package, right? You can say, I'm only opening five slots to work with me. Okay. So that adds to the scarcity of the product and that should help people make their decisions faster. So absolutely, you can do a launch for one-on-one -on -one life coaching. Um, Anna also asks, do you think that one-on-one -on -one services should be in a limited period of time. It's really up to you. I mean, if I told you right now, you could do a launch, right? And if you do it right, like I said, there's a lead generation period, there is a pre-sale period, there's a sales period. If you time it correctly, you can say we start October 18th, right? That's the first day. And sometimes like people appreciate that. Not everybody's ready to jump in on Monday, right? They already have their entire week planned out and they don't even have time to squeeze you in, right? So people appreciate that. Hey, we're going to start October 18th. Uh, that's about three weeks away or so, and they'll be happy with that. So you can totally uh, just offer it for a limited amount of time and then book yourself up with 
five calls if with five clients if you don't meet your five client uh your five client minimum or five client maximum then you can do another launch right you can turn around and then just start again run your promotion follow up with the people that were engaged in the last launch ask them why they didn't join is there anything else you can offer them right so yeah, I don't know why when all the way down the standard, all you're asking me is, should it be offered only for a limited period of time? Sure. I assure you, Anna, that if somebody really wants to work with you, they're going to ask you. They're going to send you a DM and be like, listen, I know that you're not in a launch right now. Although, how would they even know? If you're not currently launching, right, they're just going to come and ask. Um, so if you're not launching anything, you should have a call to action anyway. So if you're open to having discovery calls, put that in your bio and say, Click here for a discovery call. That's fine, but that should not prevent you from running launches. I hope that helps. All right. And when do you open a waitlist? How long before the launch? It's really up to you. Right now, I am a whole month and couple weeks before my actual launch, and my launch is going to be a webinar launch. So, and now I'm telling you right now that my waitlist is open. So, it really depends on you, uh, but it definitely should close by the time that the pre-sale period closes so that people don't go and try to join the wait list during the launch period. So it closes at some point, uh, but that's completely up to you. It's completely up to you. I'm, I'm opening my waiting list only for people who are basically can hear the sound of my voice. Okay. And people who like are interested enough to go click through my bio, there's the link to the waiting list, but I'm not creating a post. I'm not creating a story about it right now at this stage in my launch. It's about exclusivity. It's about only the people who can hear the sound of my voice know that the wait list is open and that anybody can go and sign up for it and that it is actually a very, very exclusive place to be because I'm not putting it everywhere yet. So I really hope that that was helpful, guys. Thank you so much for being here, everybody in the live. And thanks, everybody on the podcast for tuning in. And I hope that you will visit us again for the next episode of The Global Phenomenon. Bye. Hey there, Ina here. If you enjoyed this episode, there is a lot more where this came from. Subscribe now so you don't miss Monday's premiere episode of season two of the Global Phenomenon podcast. And follow me on Instagram for more tiny audience tips so you can start working towards that freedom life now. By the way, it's the audience that is tiny, not the tips. You can find me on Instagram at yourengagement.com coach. No spaces, no underscores, no dashes, all one word, your engagement coach. If you're on the app right now, find me on Instagram right away and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. I want to hear it. You can also take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories and tag me on it. That would just make my day and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.